2: perfect home sweet home.
6: Right now we're all parenting in isolation. That is not the way that you're supposed to parent. I've spoken to a lot of single moms and they are hanging on by a thread. And that's literally how one mom put it, I'm hanging on by a thread. Like so many parents across the country, especially black and brown parents, I'm in crisis mode.
5: If you told me a year ago that my family and I would have to transform our lives within a matter of weeks? I'm talking remote learning, Zoom meetings, hosting my news broadcast in a room above my garage. If you told me a year ago that motherhood was going to get more stressful, harder, and more time-consuming, there is no way I would have believed you. And I say that as a mom with all sorts of support and privilege. But the truth is, right now, Lots and lots of parents, specifically moms, are really, truly struggling. On this podcast, we want to get straight to the point and leave you with some time to think. So in this episode, we're talking about what it's really been like for moms during COVID and what it reveals about the reality of motherhood in America. I'm Stephanie Rule, MSNBC anchor, NBC News senior correspondent, and this is Modern Rules, a podcast from NBC Think and iHeartRadio. I can't think of many times, at least in my lifetime as a mother, that other events have tested us more than COVID has. So we're trying to ask the question on this episode of Modern Rules, how is this pandemic raising the stakes for mom? I want to begin this conversation by bringing in a guest I'm very excited to introduce you to, Danielle Campamore. She's a contributor to NBC's opinion and analysis site, Think. She is a mom herself with a one-year-old and a six-year-old, that's quite a split, and in her piece, she looks at how moms have responded to this pandemic in a very specific way. And that way is drinking. Danielle, thank you so much for writing this. Thank you for being here. I want you to share with
6: us why you wrote this piece. Really, I wrote this piece because it was a personal one. And I realized how much my drinking had increased as a result of the pandemic. My partner is an essential worker who works at an Amazon facility out in Staten Island. So I was managing my son's school, my one year old. I was working. And I was taking care of breakfast, lunch, and dinner and managing our home while he was gone. You know, he's still working 12 hours a day at a warehouse and having to take his clothes off before he even comes in to the house and shower before he touches me or the kids. And it got to be so overwhelming. My mental health was declining at an alarming rate. And to cope, I was drinking. And then I was drinking more and more and earlier and earlier and earlier. And eventually looked around was that this is not sustainable. This isn't healthy. But right now, when you think about a day in our lives during COVID, you're preparing
5: three meals and snacks and then figuring out how are you getting to the store? You're actually going to school with your child and you're doing your job. So can you just speak to us about
6: what that day looks like? In order to get everything done, You know, you're waking up at four o'clock in the morning and trying to start your work day before your children wake up and you have to do breakfast. And then that's one load of dishes, you know, and then it's, it's Zoom, it's Zoom meetings for you, Zoom meetings for your kid, changing diapers. There's no one except myself to really acknowledge all the work that is being done. And I think the thanklessness on top of everything else plays a huge role in why moms are exhausted and depressed. And then I realized I wasn't alone. And so many of my friends who were mothers said that their drinking was increasing. I was seeing that, you know, talked about on message boards and Facebook groups. And suddenly I realized this is something that's happening right under our noses and I need to talk about it. Can you speak to this actual underbelly about this drinking? Because it's not celebratory drinking. It's not a funny ha-ha. It's not, oh, this is motherhood self-care you know, a glass of wine turns into a bottle of wine. Whoops. It's a real issue where moms are drinking in unhealthy ways at unhealthy levels. It's easy for us to say that this is a COVID-19 pandemic problem, but the mommy wine culture has been around for a very long time, as has our lack of systemic support for moms.
5: In more and more American families, both parents work. Oftentimes, women are the primary breadwinners. And then in other families, there's only a single parent. But the American mom carries the weight of the children. And put me in the luckiest girl category. I'm racing inside to make lunches that they don't want to eat. And even if it's the most basic lunch and and an outsider could be like, yo, you just have to make your kids lunch. Yo, just making your kids lunch still takes 35 minutes. And so you did a lousy job at it. You weren't good at work and you just feel like this blows. I-, I thought everything was supposed to get better.
6: Exactly. That gets reinforced with this idea that as moms, we can't complain because this is what we signed up for. This is not what I signed up for when I became a mother, though. This was not on the ticket. <laughs> I would like some silence and some independent time where I can focus on any other aspect of my life that isn't tied to motherhood. And it's an impossible ask right now. So I don't, I don't know when that will change. My partner considers himself to be a feminist, I'm a feminist, and I honestly thought that we had a pretty decent division of labor, but we didn't, and we had to really face that. But it hasn't been easy, and it's been born out of a lot of really tough conversations and us really having to face the inequities that were existing prior to COVID in our own relationship.
5: We'll be back after the break. Everyone has experienced some level of loss, but has it only exacerbated the fact that those who have more, it's easier for them to see the silver linings. And because many people who can
6: say that are in a very privileged situation. Absolutely, I mean, the coronavirus was impacting Black and Latinx communities at higher rates anyways. Tack on that with just the huge wage gap between Black and brown women and white women. Tack on the majority of essential workers are uh, Black and brown people. Even in my own experience as a Puerto Rican woman who's extremely white passing and benefits from that privilege exponentially. I've literally stopped and been like, have I not only harmed the quality of my life, have I harmed my career to such a point that there's no going back? And have I actually harmed my children because I haven't been able to set them up the way that affluent white parents have been able to set up their kids with tutors and child and a nanny and all this stuff. And now, I mean, who knows when this will end is my one-year-old soon to be two-year-old's going to even know how to interact with other children. I mean, parents always worry, but the worries that parents are facing now, it's on a whole nother level. There's been moments as much as I love my children where I just think about how healthier I would be mentally and physically, um, perhaps how healthier my relationship would be if I wasn't totally responsible for the care of two human beings. This
5: has been extra complicated because we can't rely on friends or neighbors or our moms because of the health risks. But even the mom support network is other moms. We're just burying ourselves. Is there somewhere else in society that could say, We need to sound the alarm if we want our families
6: to thrive. Seems to how we hold up motherhood in this country, we have associated it with martyrdom. The more you give up, the better mom you are. All of these mixed messages that we've been forced to choke down as moms since forever have been bubbling up now. It speaks to a lack of understanding and tangible gratefulness for motherhood and parenting in general. Then let's talk about implications. We saw
5: moms taking on homeschooling, housework, all sorts of job stress that they hadn't before. Pre-COVID, it did feel, at least from a branding perspective, like we were closing various gender gaps. Were we actually closing the gender gap? Or were we just putting lipstick on this and celebrating big corporate diversity conferences and take your kids to work day?
6: But at the end of the day, it was never actually getting better. We've never valued the unpaid labor of mothers, whether they're working outside the home or in the home. Working moms were managing the majority of child-rearing and household responsibilities prior to COVID, even though more of us are working outside the home. And now during COVID, while we are working and managing even more of the child caring responsibilities, dads are three times more likely to actually get promoted during this time than we are. 865,000 women were forced out of the workforce just last month because we don't have access to childcare, we cannot manage both. And so women are making the difficult decision. They're choosing their children and their families and they're leaving their careers behind. And this is all because we value motherhood insofar as it is martyrdom. The more you sacrifice, the better mom you are.
5: Think about the way it's even reported. Women have chosen to leave the workforce. How much does affordable childcare play a
6: role in this? Childcare is a huge issue. It's the reason why We have these non-choices and get forced out of, you know, our career trajectories in the workforce. Just this year, an assemblywoman in California was denied the chance to vote by proxy. So she brought her newborn to the assembly floor to cast a vote. And we covered it as, look at everything moms can do. Moms are so incredible, so strong. No, that was not the story. The story was that this was ridiculous and that we should have allowed this mother to vote by proxy in the middle of a pandemic and not have to bring her newborn to work. Like We don't treat moms the way that they should be treated, which is autonomous human beings who have needs and who deserve support. It's not necessarily a choice to leave the workforce,
5: right? When you think about the way corporate structure was designed, whether it's business or government. It was designed in a way that as you moved up the ladder, there was another human in your life, a wife, a mother, who took care of everything else and you just had to go to work. Moms have said
6: that they don't feel
5: valued. Do you think it's worse now?
6: If we really valued moms here, then we would pay them equal wages for equal work and we'd have mandatory paid family leave and we would have access to affordable childcare and you know we would do something about the maternal mortality rate, but we do none of those things. Instead, we just give moms a pat on the back, say, oh, you're such a good mom for sacrificing so much. Here's a bottle of wine. And that's all that we do for moms.
5: Put all of this aside, there is no, at least for me, I'm going to say, there is no greater joy than motherhood. But kind of can you blame... A lot of millennial women right now who are saying, "Hold on a second, I'm seeing the impact this is having on mothers' lives, on their careers, on their well being, their happiness. Maybe I don't want to have kids. Do you think that's a momentary thing or that could actually last
6: pre covid you didn't have to look very hard to see how little working moms were supporting how difficult it is to be a working mom. and we saw there were studies that were showing you know that millennial uh, women were putting in any plans to have a family on hold so that they could establish their careers. I definitely can't blame them now. Then did COVID just show us and them that moms were never really valued? It makes me personally feel like I've failed. And, you know, to be quite frank, I think this is something a lot of parents are feeling and moms particularly, but are so terrified to say. A lot of moms just don't have access to any other type of support that allows them to explore other identities other than just being a mom. And that is not what motherhood is about.
5: How unhealthy is that? Women right now, it's outside of their control, but they feel like complete failures. Is that what makes, you know, quote, this time different in normal times? Like the truth is, real-time parenting is never that fun. This is so much more than that
6: because you are carrying this weight. Right. I mean, it's an elongated period that we don't have an end date for. So we are in crisis mode and in triage mode. I have to worry about the right here and the right now and how I get from day to day to day. I think that if I was really valued as a mother, the shallow congratulatory, you're doing great, I can't believe you are doing it all, I don't know how you do it, that would all stop. Until we really do that, all the Hallmark card congratulations in the world aren't going to make us feel any more valued or any more supported. But I also simultaneously do see a light because I was able to write a piece like this. Working mothers, mothers who worked in and outside of the home, who are working from home now, as well as other people who aren't moms are looking around at what is happening and saying, this is not right. This is not sustainable. This is unhealthy and we need to change it. So when you write about this,
5: you take the shame away. And I really appreciate you sharing this difficult time in your life, sharing what's happening to so many other moms out there, because it's got to start with a conversation. This is such a hugely stressful time for families. We can't give 100% to anything, and we feel like we're failing at everything. We don't know who to turn to because everyone's feeling loss. As stressful as this time is, the ability to just be in this moment and appreciate what we have has never been more clear. In this podcast, we're trying to get straight to the point and leave you with some time to think. Something Danielle left me thinking about is this. Motherhood, like almost everything else in life, isn't one thing. It's not a bucket you can just put someone in and set aside. If we gave moms back a quarter of what they give in unpaid labor, what would that look like? And what does a more sustainable view of parenting and motherhood look like tomorrow? If COVID is a mirror, do we really like the vision of motherhood that it's showing us? And if we don't, what do we want to see instead? Modern Rules is a production of MSNBC and iHeartRadio. The podcast is hosted by me, Stephanie Rule, and executive produced by Mike Biet and Katrina Norvell. Meredith Bennett Smith is senior editor for NBC Think and our editorial lead. The podcast is engineered and edited by Josh Fisher. And special thanks to Katherine Kim, our global head of digital news, right here at NBC News and MSNBC.
4: Live Nation presents Concert Week.
3: Collect goods. That's L E S forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
2: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
3: Just this overall sense of community, of values that you know Minnesotans have.
0: It's a real accepting loving community, especially with two young kids.
4: See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin.